1: Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Sean on ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. I was telling
2: the, the guys that we, was, we came out way too slow. Um, you know, we didn't have any energy the first quarter. Uh, so uh, I don't really know. Got to look at the film to see, uh, you know, who did what, what plays we were calling, and, you know, who was open. But I'm not really sure. Jonathan, why do you think that was, just the lack of
0: energy? Say again? Why do you think that was, the lack of energy you're
2: talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I felt it as soon as I came into the locker room. You know, I was, you know, trying to pick up the guys, everything, but it still came out slow, still, you know, didn't come out with that energy that we needed to, especially with this type of team. Welcome into Mackie and Judd. No Phil uh, today. He is with family. So it's Zolgad and Declan Goff. It is a Monday statements after a Vikings loss. And there you have what we like to call a can of worms being opened by Justin Jefferson, who um who is a a very Declan reasonable kid. Yep. Um like he's very young. I think he's 22. He he is very measured, so he's not going off. He's not, you know, grilling people and saying, Oh man, we stunk. Um but um I will just start off statements by d- jumping off from that quote that you just played. Cause I think I think this is is the A talker, if you will, from the Vikings lost to the Rams on Sunday. And I will just say simply this. And, and by the way, Jefferson had a lot more. More comments, some of which we will certainly play. But really, that was the theme of the press conference, which is um, him saying as politely as possible that he's not pleased with things. And my statement is this, Declan. Justin Jefferson is a 1,000% right. Justin Jefferson is right. I think his comments were dead-on accurate. Um, the building before that game, and I tweeted this out, and I wasn't the only person who felt this way. U.S. Bank Stadium before that game on Sunday um, felt dead, and and fans were coming in late. There was no buzz, no I- excitement. And Anthony Barr in his press conference pointed yep. to that, pointed to that fact, and said, "I guess that when they did the pregame uh, uh, pep talk huddle thing." Zimmer felt it necessary to involve himself because they, because the feeling in the stadium was so dead. And or- ordinarily, I think Dalvin cook is pretty involved and obviously he was not there because of COVID and um, Barr said that that's not an excuse, but the building was dead. Okay. That was true. I can confirm that, but, and this is what Jefferson is saying. Jefferson said, I walked into the locker room and it was, Pretty much dead. Like we had nothing. You were in the seventh and final playoff spot. And I know that's not great, but you know what? It's still a playoff spot. You had every chance with a very important, probably must win home game to grab control, Declan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't care if the fans are going bonkers or if the fans are sleeping or if the fans don't show up. It's imperative for the team, a team in that case to create its own momentum and to be excited for that game. So I don't want to hear that this is on the fans. If the fans choose to be engaged, awesome. If they choose not to be, awesome too. They're paying tickets, uh, prices, it's their right. Um, Everything Justin Jefferson said, though, is absolutely correct. And the fact that a 22-year-old has to make the observation that he went into the locker room before the game and sensed that and tried to get guys up, inexcusable. A huge red flag. Anything that you want to say is accurate. There is, that is as concerning as possible. And so Justin Jefferson is right.
3: Yeah, I I would even say, I I just buried in my statements, but you kind of kicked off with it. I'll just say boo this team. That's one of my statements is boo this damn team. Uh, f- for, for all the fans who showed up either expecting a, a big Vikings win or you showed up with that little bit of a Christmas hangover, um, you should be able to boo this team if they come out like that and they have numerous trips to the red zone and they have every opportunity to win that game and you come out like that and you put up that kind of performance, you should boo the team. Should Anthony Barr come out and blame the fans for not showing up? Not necessarily necessarily. But should, does Anthony, is Anthony Barr accurate when he says the fans didn't have that energy? Because everyone watching on TV, it looked quiet. You said it yep. looked quiet. Other reporters said this is as dead as it has ever felt in U.S. Bank Stadium pregame. Pregame hype at U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, if you ever want a little extra jolt of just adrenaline, go to pregame at U.S. Bank Stadium. Typically, it's a fun time. And that wasn't existing. Uh, going into the Rams game, and it clearly bled over. Like if they wanted to, Judd. If they want, if they, if that building was quiet to start, all right. It is Christmas. It's the day after. It's the day after Christmas. Things are just a little quiet. But if the game picks up, if you get those big interceptions, which Anthony Barr gave you, if you are able to convert into the red zone, well, now all of a sudden that building's buzzing. It's on the team then to also deliver on that, and then the fans will follow that lead. No, it's not what happened. So boo that team. Yeah, exactly. And and but. I just can't. Well, one, I,
2: I shouldn't sit, say that. I'll start again. I can believe that this team, because this team is so, in some ways, weird and not likable. I can believe that they weren't excited, but it is hard to believe that with what was at stake. And by the way, in a very winnable football game, in an incre- i mean, in a game that Matthew Stafford and the Rams, time and time again, tried to give you. Um, and if you win that game, you basically grab that, that final NFC playoff seed by the throat. Um, and to have Justin Jefferson have to point this out. And again, I mean, he is 22. He's a star player. He's a great player. But you've got Kirk Cousins. You know, you've got Anthony Barr. You've, I know that Dalvin didn't play. But you've got a lot of veteran presences there, right? who are supposed to uh, to use the cliche supposed to step up and supposed to do a job of, of making sure that players are set to go and the Vikings weren't. And this is just another symptom of the problem. This is just the latest symptom of what ails th- this team. And I don't care who you want to defend or who you think is good, because there are some good, good players. There's some very talented players. Um but that's just another sign when you go into a game that has enormous playoff implications for your team. And Justin Jefferson has to say, Yeah, we'd really and, and I mean he was he wasn't making excuses and he wasn't spouting cliches of well, we just didn't he was mad because he knows what winning looks like. He's right. won a national championship, right? He knows what it looks like to win. And basically what he is saying in the kindest way possible is I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who have no idea what this is supposed to look like. I mean, the number one seed at stake or the seven seed, you're a player and it's a it's a game with playoff implications. Mm -hmm. So so I mean, I do think that this is an incredibly important um, discussion point because this is this is the future right now. That was in, in fact, in fact, statement off a statement. That was a message, Declan. That was, to me, the latest message that change has to happen. Mm -hmm. Like that, when you have that guy, this is not some like backup who's frustrated. This is a star player. This is a fundamental foundational piece of your franchise, hopefully for years and years to come. This is a guy who eventually is going to get paid big and deserves that. And he is telling everybody that statement by him is a statement to everybody, ownership, his teammates, coaches, fans, this is not acceptable. Something has to change here. That's that's what I heard from that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, and and for a player to come out after the game and have that. I mean, as reporters, as fans, as media member, like I love honesty. And for Justin Jefferson to come out there and say that, that's great. If 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 you have this preconceived notion of, well, he's just he he only said that because it's right after the game and he's pissed and he's forced to go up there in the microphone and talk about it. Well, good. Go up there and be pissed, that's Justin what he's being Jefferson. Honest. But that's but honesty, that's guys.
2: That like like that's the thing is players players and coaches want to to say well by Wednesday we're calmed down. No, by Wednesday no. you're lying. Yeah, by Wednesday you're telling us BS. Um, so this whole thing about well in the heat of the moment that's what we want. That's when you're going to fess up. Yeah, and and good and good for Justin for doing that because i mean there's a lot of well we just got you know we got to go look at the tape again right which which he said but he didn't he didn't say that in the context yeah. of i don't really know so Correct. i can't talk about he is telling you flat out honestly in a moment of of passion for the game he plays which is what everyone should want and for players to to be like well he was just upset yeah he was upset he had every right to, to be upset so yeah don't give me this well i uh, Right after a game, it's not a good time to talk to a player. No, it's the best That's time to the talk best to a time, player. He's gonna be he's gonna fess up. God. Floor is yours.
3: All right, my next statement. I'll combine a little Christmas theme with that Vikings game. And it's uh the following statement is this even when you get stocking stuffers, you still have to open your presents. I'm not okay. talking about myself here. Uh, I had a great Christmas, stocking stuffers and presents alike. Um I'm talking about Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay giving the Vikings stocking stuffers. That were packed to the brim. They gave they they, they the Viking stocking was hanging at U.S. Bank Stadium, and both Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay filled up that stocking with a bunch of goodies. Right, like usually the stocking is just full of little knickknacks, maybe a little candy or a treat. Not the not the big stuff, but you get some good stuff in a stocking sometimes. You find some nice little hidden gems. And Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford cooked up a storm for you to give you a nice stocking. And and the yep. Vikings saw that stocking and they and they said, oh wow. Because some people like to get their stocking first before they go up their presents. So they say, oh, great, this is my stocking. It's got all these little knickknacks. This is going to be a great Christmas. And instead, instead of going back upstairs to open your presents, the Vikings said, no, we're good. We're going to just take the stocking stuffers. We're not going to open up the presents, which could be even bigger than what we got in the stocking. And instead, we're just going to continue to look at our stocking here and say, this is all the great things that are inside here. I'm not going to go up and see what Santa gave me. I'm not going to deliver the fans a big win after McVay and Stafford gave you every chance to basically win that game. I mean, McVay neglected to stop running the football against a defense that can't do it. Yeah, you went upstairs and said, no, I don't want to open up these presents. This Vikings team had every chance to win the game, and they bleeped it up. I mean, missing Jefferson in the red zone. Terrible play calling by Clint Kubiak in the red zone. This was an opportunity to make it the best Christmas ever. And you blew it. So kids and football teams alike, when you see a good stocking, that's fine. But go upstairs and open your presents. Go up into your presents. And, yeah.
2: Yeah, and as Justin said post-game two, the red zone. Why aren't we more aggressive? And he's exactly right. And, yeah, I mean, they... The Rams gave you that game. Matthew Stafford was terrible. Matthew Stafford was awful. He threw three picks. It could have been five. Cam Dantzler, how he didn't pick off that that OBJ um, intended target on the Rams opening series, on which they, by the way, scored a touchdown. I don't know. He just dropped the, the ball. There was another pass. Easily could have been picked. There were five potential picks and probably more. Matthew Stafford was terrible. McVay... I know he's a bright young play calling offensive mind, but I'm with you, Dex. I have no idea why he why he wanted to put so much trust in a quarterback who was clearly having a bad day. Right. When when the when Sony Michelle was slicing through you like butter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was look, I mean, there's no question that the Vikings being flat cost them too. Because there were momentum opportunities there where you could have ridden that wave. And by the way, to your point from before, if you ride that wave, yes, who gets really excited and really loud for an extended period of time? That crowd. And you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Which leads to my next statement, Declan Goff. The greatest mystery of the 2021 Vikings. And there's a lot of them is the run defense. Um, I know Hunter is hurt, and I know Griffin is out, and I know that makes it e- easier to get around at the edge because the edge is not set as well. But I still challenge you film gurus, <laughs> film warriors, I challenge you, though, to show me how the edge not being set as well is impacting the fact that Sony Michelle, I'll say that again slowly. Sony Michelle. I didn't say Earl Campbell. I didn't say Walter <laughs> Payton. I didn't say Eric Dickerson, the former great Ram. I said Sony Michelle, who was uh, picked up and for the Patriots and basically slapped in the Rams lineup. How he gouged this defense time and time again, which had Dalvin Tomlinson, which had. Michael Pierce, Pierce, which had Eric Hendricks, Hendricks? the linebackers were all there. Uh, the A-gap, the people defending the A-gap, the middle of the line were all there. And yet the Rams became the latest team to slice through this run defense like it's butter. 159 yards, 131 from Michelle. Now, I will say this. It's an improvement on a year ago Christmas Day when Alvin Kamara rushed for six touchdowns and the Saints and the Saints went over two hundred yards. But do you remember Dex on that day? How Zim basically defiantly told us this is the worst defense I've had. Yeah. and then the Vikings went and tried to fix it. And Pierce, who opted out in two thousand twenty, he's been playing now. Uh, T- Tomlinson was signed as the big free agent acquisition. And again, the Rams gouged you all day long. There's a lot of frustrating things, a lot of them, about this Vikings team. But I honestly think the most inexplicable is just how flat-out bad a unit that was supposed to have been largely fixed has been. Run defense.
3: Yeah, it's been remarkably bad. I mean, they—they they, that was their emphasis this offseason. And Zimmer said that we're not going to have that ever happen to us again. And it'd be one thing if it was, you know, Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry running up against you, one of the better backs in the league. But instead, it's Sony Michelle, some slappy, as you like to say, basically, who is carving yeah. you up. And this it's not to say that, like, well, the Vikings still shouldn't go in the next offseason and try to fix their run defense because they have to. They just statistically cannot continue to run that back with that type of run defense. But in terms of the resources that they have spent to try to fix it, it's it's been bad. Um, and I, I, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson was a good player in with, with the Giants. And it sounds like Michael Pierce was really playing through injuries up until about a few weeks back and he pushed himself through. So was he not a hundred percent? No, but at the same time, you would expect that Sony Michelle and the Rams would not run all over you like they did. And it's been a theme all season. They're now what? I think 26, 27 still their bottom five in run defense. It's they're a sieve. They're an absolute sieve. So. It, it it's unfortunate because that's where they put their resources basically in free age was to still up the run defense when, now looking back on it, Price just should have used that damn money to go get Joe Tooney or go get an actual offensive lineman. That's what you should have done. It would have helped. It would have helped. Back uh, to you. My statement, my next statement, I will say this. <clears throat> Everything is on the line this week in Green Bay. Everything. Zimmer, Kirk, Spielman. If the Vikings lose to the Packers, which basically – will nullify any chance of them making the playoffs because they're ready at slim support right now. You can bet the Wolves can get a jump start on starting this fire sale a week early. There, there's no reason to wait until the initial Black Monday or take time after the season to assess. If you lose to the Packers, it's time to pack it up and start this process. With the NFL now allowing coaches to interview for jobs, let's start that process. We don't have to wait until a self-reflection moment in the middle of January to start that. If you lose to the Packers, it's over. Um, I know Zimmer seems like the most likely one to go because he's the head coach and the e- easiest one to be the scapegoat, but let's be honest. Kirk hasn't played well over the last five games. Spielman is the one everyone still is iffy on, but it's been 728 days. Shout out to X-Twins News, our friend of the show on Twitter, who pointed this out, 728 days since the Vikings have been over 500. And th- and, and, and that's not that's no longer bad luck. That's not weird pandemic COVID season. That's a two-year sample size of this roster not being good enough. And as much as we want to blame Zimmer and blame Spielman's roster construction, it just it hasn't been up to par. And Kirk's cap hit is too high next season to not try to fix this roster right now. Kellen Moore and the Cowboys put up, what, 35 points in the first half yesterday against the Washington football team. Ooh. And you may as well start that process. If you're going to lose the pack, you're going to play a meaningless game against the Bears. Start that process early. And I don't know if – you're not going to blow out both of Zimmer and Spielman on that Monday after you lose – if you were to lose, excuse me, in Lambeau. But I do think the process starts immediately Mm. this time next Monday when we're recording right now. If the Vikings have lost to the Green Bay Packers, we're talking about someone being fired.
2: Interesting. Let's unpack that because I see the direction that you're going in. Here's what I don't know. So if they're going to start to talk to pers- uh, perspective or try to get a jump on, which I think you could start actually today, but yeah. if they're going to try and get a head start on talking to a uh, prospective head coaching candidates, um, they're not going to fire Rick a week from I, today. I agree. So, so like, and if Rick's going to get kicked upstairs, they might start the process. If Rick's going to be fired, I don't know if there's a lot of use in starting a process. That's not going to involve the new gm and and i guess that's my question and if rick is going to be kicked upstairs and you're going to bring in a gm to replace him do you start the process of talking to people before before you've identified and or pulled the trigger on that gm uh but yeah i like i get your point and I, my personal feeling is this and it's just my it's my gut feeling i don't think they're gonna fire mike before it january 10th because he's been here so long and they like him but i can see the argument about making that move now uh however if they fire mike a week from monday and they're, they're like well this is going to give rick a head start on trying to find a new coach then i'm like hold on a second so rick is gonna survive this unscathed which i don't like so i guess i have mixed feelings about your direction which i completely get um because I think this thing just needs a complete change. Like I like, and if Rick gets kicked upstairs to like president or some type of of um, title, I'm fine w- with that. Because I think that's probably as it was floated. I think by Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, a couple of weeks ago. I think that's probably a likely scenario. I don't think Rick is going to be fired flat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, man, I just look at this entire thing, and I think it needs a fresh. It needs fresh sets of, of eyes, and that's why I want the new people to come in and determine Kirk's fate. Because I could see being done with Kirk, but then I could also see deferring to the new people and saying, okay, clean slate. What do you think? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm torn on your idea because I like the, I like being able to talk to people right now, potentially but if it's going to be and Rick's gonna conduct the search, then I'm like, uh, that's yeah. not th- thorough. That's not as thorough as I would like.
3: I guess the 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 broad scheme uh, or the the macro of my conversation is: well, if they lose the Packers, I, it's it's over. Like it, it is over. The the micro is how quickly are we starting that process? Are we going to wait till the Black Monday? Are we going to have a self reflection? Like, if you lose the Packers, it's over. Like, I, I just think the three-headed dragon there in Zimmer, Spielman, Cousins, I think it's over if you lose the Pack.
2: In fact, I will take that statement and run with it by saying this. <laughs> I want it to be over. I don't want, at this point in time, when you flat out come out and play like you did yesterday... I don't want some weird now, well, we won our last two games and we got back into that seven seed and we're the Minnesota Vikings. We don't give up, right? We furiously rallied. I don't want that crap. I've seen this before. I've seen it in St. Paul. So have you, Declan. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need that. I would much prefer that they go into Green Bay. That they lose, I don't care if they get waxed or they lose by three or by a you know one score, one touchdown, which is what this team has made into a fine art form in 2021. (laughs) I don't care how it takes place. I want it to be done. I really do. I see, I see no useful purpose in this now. Do you? Like like? And you are certainly. Um, a bigger fan of the Vikings than I am at this point. I want them to be good because it's more fun, personally. But, I mean, do you see a point in, like, sneaking in? Because I think what we saw, when you can't show up when you're in the seventh playoff seed, and, like, this game is huge, and, by the way, it's at home, and you show up, like, with the day after Christmas, I got to go back to work. um, I'm just done. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm done with the... We you know, well we gotta look at the film and, no, we don't. I've seen enough. Your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I I've mostly done with it as well. <clears throat> um to your point about reminding it of, of the old wild guard, that's where I'm at as well. I mean, it, it it feels awfully familiar. It just feels it's so similar. Um Oh it's got we, it's just the same
2: characters. Yeah. We got our Paris. We got our Shooters. We've got our Gremlins We've got our zookers. It's the same thing. Yeah.
3: I mean, even four years back, um, when this when that run for the wild was ending, like and we had this conversation on Ventline yesterday of well, who is the other core guys that you'd like to keep around? And and you and I yesterday on the defensive side of the like, well, I guess Daniel Hunter, right? Like he's an elite pass rusher, yeah, but like him but a lot. like Eric Kendricks, who I like, is kind of now also his his grades are taking a nosedive. Harrison Smith's play is not the same as he used to be. And he's paid a ton. And all those wild players made, the, all the young wild players, the Gremlin, Nino, Zucker, yeah. all them were acts too. Like yeah. no one well, has been kept around.
2: And here's the scariest part, because they're both good. Um, and, and the parallel is probably more Suitor than Parisi. Kirk Cousins is Ryan. Yep. He is. He is because the same things, right? Applied. Ryan was a good player. Ryan was a hell of a player, right? But it's always like there's something missing here, right? Like just behind the scenes, what's missing here? It's the same guy. All right, let's uh let's pause here briefly because you know what? Oh god. Our statements are fine. Our statements, I mean, they're fantastic. Don't get don't get us wrong. But more importantly than our statements. Randy from Cottage Grove. Yeah, that's right. Mackie's not here. Randy from Cottage Grove is going to give us his thoughts unvarnished. No, I think when you look back at the plays, uh, you know, we we went right off the turnover. You know, we called a, a pass and took a sack. And so that drive kind of got uh, set back because the first play, you know, we, we didn't, uh, you know, have a good productive play. We took a sack. So I, I go back and I'm hard on myself saying, you know, how – how can I avoid the sack? How can I get the ball out quickly? Um, so, you know, I think there were plenty of times to be aggressive and take our shots. We just, uh, you know, didn't make it happen when when, they, when that ha- when they were called. Kirk Cousins, after the Vikings lost to the Rams on Sunday, and Kirk, from Kirk to our guy Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy, are you doing okay after that devastating loss on Sunday? Uh,
1: it was uh, in. In my opinion, it was it was another game that could have been a, a W. Uh, mm. So that part of it's frustrating. But again, as we've discussed, it just got to make sure there's enough runway to get this thing in the air be- be- before the playoffs. And and we're going to be playing meaningful football in January. So what else could you ask for? Whoa, whoa, whoa! So so you're still fine? Oh, wow. Yeah. I got like, There's only. Are we mathematically eliminated or not? Not yet. Not technically. No. Okay, uh, well, who's gonna we, 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 the right attitude is going to be to pump these guys up, get them, get them, get them, jacked. Uh, As far as I can tell, there's two games left, and they're both must wins. Is this the same guy who I, I believe
2: after his
1: team lost at Detroit was crying? Is this you, Randy? It's I was pro- uh, processing uh, emotion, Jeff, and uh, yeah, the, Jeff, you know the 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 reality is uh, it's going to take a team effort. From everybody, uh, the the guys on the field, got the coaches on the sidelines, Zim, Andre, you know, Clint, Kubiak, uh, and then the fans. If you don't, you know, if you're not on board, what what, what do you want when you sit there in uh, you know uh, July, uh, August? Think about well, I sure hope the games we're playing in January mean something. Uh, they do. They, you know, I'm trying to keep a positive head on my shoulders and. And you know, do my part,
3: Randy. I'm I'm a little surprised here. You know, the the Vikings lost a very pivotal game yesterday to the Rams, and and you're you're a I I. It sounds like the Vikings won the game. You you don't you don't sound like you're that devastated.
1: Because we're not we're not uh, we, you know we're not eliminated. Washington lost. They look like a bunch of bozos out there. I I just until until that little uh, little you know asterisk says can't, no can no longer make the playoffs we we can still win the super bowl right now oh, wow. we we have all the randy all the math is in our favor if we just take care of business and get a little little shake of the dice wow
2: i i have a feeling that you didn't drink during the game and that's the problem because you you seem like you are are upbeat uh fresh as mm-hmm. a daisy i feel like you didn't drink yeah, well, was there no
3: was, was there no uh, YAG I, victory I, shots? Yeah, well, it was, I know there was no victory shots yesterday, no, but, but bummer shots.
1: Yeah, bummer it's shots. A, it's a medical. It's a HIPAA. It's a HIPAA violation. Not, HIPAA, that's not HIPAA. Right? HIPAA Randy. To, no, to nose around, but I, I am on an anti anti uh, uh taking an antifungal what that uh, related to a medical condition that I have, and uh, I can't consume alcohol for seven days. Jackich cruris is the name uh is a medical condition and right now an antifungal is the is the uh the approach we're going to take with this thing and try to knock it out before New year's because I got a drink on New Year's how did it come back it co- it's it, it just goes dormant it comes in it's too much this is go ahead and look it up if you want Tinea cruris, it's uh, a real thing get you help me it with it and 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 they make a plan and, and and they get on top of it we hope that's what that's what we, we hope so yeah, I can't. I couldn't have any yag yesterday. Yeah, I see. Uh, the the yagerator was flowing, not for me. The guests went for it, but uh, I, I'll be I'll be having cocktails by the end of the week if this thing clears up. And that that's the best news. Yeah, we hopefully some victory cocktails next weekend as we we knock down one of these two must wins. I'm, I'm 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 jacked. I'm 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 excited. This is, uh, this is weird. Could still be very bright. Not acceptable.
2: Our contract with you specifically says that you have to be um, three ye- yegs in on Monday after a loss. Forget about the Sunday drinking. This is oh, all right, dud time.
1: All
2: right. Is there it a dud stable, do, we do we even do have it, a... do it,
1: do it? Do it. Do it. It, it feels d- weird. Do the duds, and I'll, I'll. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and motivate some people here. All right. All right. Go ahead. This is uh the. the Unnecessary, another unnecessary loss against the Rams, but that's okay. We're gonna be playing football in January. That, that means something, and that's great. So here, here's some duds. Uh, starting out, uh, Washington football team. You went out oh, there wow. and you 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 played against Dallas, and you got your lunch. They fed you your lunch. Uh, Washington, you're a dud. Uh, Philadelphia. People left you for dead earlier in the year. You think you can just scoop up now and take our seed? no they,
3: they won their game yesterday, Randy.
1: Philadelphia, you're uh, you're gonna you're gonna flop. You're gonna you're gonna drop a couple here down the stretch. We're gonna win out, and and that's because you're a dud. What? And then, uh, everyone in the everyone in the NFC take notice that that you know we're the team you don't want to play right now. Okay, so Green Bay. You think you're just going to lock up home field? You think it's going to be that easy? Well, take a look because we're coming to town, and and when we beat you, you're going to be a super dud. And then, last but not least, all the fans who think this is well, over, okay. you know, take a peek in the mirror. Get uh, everyone said the stadium was didn't have a vibe. Get get a little rowdy. Put a little put a little ass into those cheers. Put 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 some thunder behind those those school claps. And, and and will will the guys do victory here two times now is all we need, so so if if you don't believe, get off the bandwagon because you're a super duper dud.
3: I I just oh dang it and he's gone. But what the hell was that? He wasn't. I think someone has hijacked drink. Randy.
2: No, he didn't drink yesterday. We got we found out why he didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I could tell right away he he didn't drink because he had the pep in his step, like the voice. Sure. He was too upbeat. Yeah, that was... I'm um, confused. Well, so no, he, don't be confused. He calls the e- the Eagles
3: won their game. So,
2: so he suffered from, from... Well, he's not that bright, but he has suffered from jock itch for a long time, which he elects to call by its proper name.
3: Mm.
2: And so he's on these
3: meds. I, I knew he didn't drink right away. I mean, I I drank on was, Christmas night. I was fine yet yeah. well, was. Uh, yeah, no, I know. But no I rally. mean,
2: after the Detroit game, he was crying partially because he was upset and partially because he was probably still drinking at the time. So anyway, okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to tell Phil that um, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I feel like he violated his contract with us. I mean, there's not a contract, but I feel like he did. Uh well, okay. Weekend let's statements. Yeah, let's do some weekend statements. Let's okay. do some weekend statements. I got to recover from that. I was expecting a full scale meltdown. I, I'm a little disappointed. I was expecting like lashing out, and we didn't get. You know, that our, at all. our
3: our listeners threw me under the bus when I when when I neglected um, to lead with Randy sure on a headline, it
2: and it'll be out yeah. there. But make sure you get it
3: out there. Comment on our YouTube. I, I, are are you as dis? I'm disappointed in that dud stable. I'm disappointed. I wanted a meltdown. I'd prefer you go back on the
2: boost. I would That's do. All I'm say. Okay. I'd prefer he's back, and I I mean, what? Yeah. All right. Uh, Here's my first weekend statement. In fact, you know what? I'll make the statement right to you because I know that you are going to be among the thousands of people at Target Field on Saturday. Get your chill boys, long johns, in bulk (laughs) and do it today. That's my statement. High of nine degrees. Yeah, man. from, From what I've been seeing, high of nine degrees with a chance of flurries, and don't forget. That that high, of course, uh, for the Winter Classic on Saturday, January 1st, is uh, the daytime high. The reality is this game is going to start after, I believe, what, 6 o'clock? 6.30? Yeah. Yeah. To avoid the glare from the sun, which has caused problems in these outdoor hockey games. Well, I'm looking at my phone right now, and the low on Saturday, according to my phone, is minus 8 degrees. So by the end of this game, it's probably going to be far closer to minus 8, and that's actual, that's actual temp, not windchill, as opposed to plus 9. So get your chill boys long johns, get them in bulk, um, and, and wear as many as you possibly can. This is going to be a frigid experience.
3: Yeah, get your long johns, get your new coat. Actually, I, I have to go. I wasn't able to do it yesterday, um, but I, I need to go get a new winter jacket. I was hoping for Christmas that Santa um, would bring me a, a nice new. I don't have a nice thick winter coat. Like I have a nice pea coat, like down, yeah, like a like, like a, like a yeah, like a nice like Jefferson Columbia or yeah, like one that Jefferson was wearing, that's like a I, nice jacket. And that, I mean yeah, that, but... that's like my rent, I'm sure, in that coat. So I I would probably sure. can't afford that unless Dan Seaman has a nice Christmas bonus for me waiting that I'm not aware yeah, of, and I, I I don't am. think that's happening since it's post Christmas. No. Um, so I I I need a new winter coat to stay warm at that event because I can tell you right now that if Brother Liam and I and by the way Brother Liam will be a, the final guest listener on Write That Down on Wednesday. There's been an executive decision made to bring on Brother Liam for one more round of predictions in twenty uh, twenty one. Last week. So
2: he basically demanded it. He demanded strong it. Strong armed you. He was granted.
3: Strong-armed I, I will say by default a little bit, he, he kinda he yeah, he strong willed his way into getting on. I also was having problems booking it, so it was it was a whole thing.
2: You're like the Cuomo's um, man.
3: Yeah, we are. Uh you're
2: like the Cuomo brothers. I mean Fata complete.
3: But I will say that I mean brother Liam and I will have no problem spending money on the domestic beers, which will be obviously flowing at the winter classic. Like that that, that is no problem. The domestic beers will keep us warm to a degree, but we do have to still layer up um, and not cause asses of ourselves because I will say, if Brother Liam and I are together with domestic beers flowing... Bad things yeah. can happen, which is why I, which is why I'm surprised they didn't want you to meet us up for a drink, uh, you know, before or after the Winter Classic, or let us come over to the Zolgad household with no, Stella. No, I, um, I don't need you
2: guys here. No, so, no, no, this could get ugly. Yeah, I'm so, too old for that. Crap. But it,
3: I think it is. Uh, Michael Russo put out. No, I, it's it's tracking to be, I believe, the coldest Winter Classic on record. Of
2: course, yeah. yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Now, here's my guess. I think you guys are gonna last two periods, and in the third. Stadium bar, so like you, you won't leave. <laughs> but I think it's going to be. I I went to a game with Don and, and a friend at Madison. I don't know nine, ten years back now. Outdoor game at Camp Randall between Badger uh-huh. hockey team and Michigan. Yeah, and it was like this is going to be. It was absolutely frigid. I think I, I think we lasted two periods. It just gets to be too much. Right. So I'm I'm putting you guys on two periods and the third in a stadium bar. OK, so like you won't leave. Right. Because it's still going to be cool to be there. Absolutely. Uh, but my God, trying to sit there for three periods is going to be a real chore. If it started with the sun up, I think I think you might last. But this thing's going to start after the sun goes down. So anyway, good uh, luck to you. I'll be in the press box.
3: Yeah, have fun with that. Um, I'll say another minute sort of Minnesota wild statement for you. With Joel Erickson-Eck on the mend here, he's out indefinite. Well, out for sure through the next week at least. And I also heard Jonas Brodeen was not present at practice today on Monday morning as well. I don't know if that's maintenance. I don't know if that's just a little boo-boo from Christmas. Um, But my God, they're dropping like flies.
2: What's the boo-boo from Christmas? I don't
3: don't know. Hurt liver? They haven't played in... Knee it's hockey game getting play? out of hand with Kirill and the kids. You know, I don't know. Maybe him and Spurgeon's yeah, exactly. kids. You know, you took a took a knee hockey stick to the kneecap. That'll do it. Uh, but That's my state my 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 statement is: Please call up Marco Rossi. Call up Marco <laughs> Rossi. Bring him up here. Get a legitimate center. I, I'm not going to watch these slappies at the Winter Classic, which is almost what it's looking like. I mean, I know they're bringing well, the taxi squad back, I heard, for the NHL uh, this season now that all these players are getting on the COVID list and whatnot, but call up Marco Rossi. Give me something to watch when I'm at that Winter Classic. Brother Liam and I want to have a beer in hand and watch Marco Rossi skate up and the down blues the ice at Target as Field. Well,
2: dude, the blues are falling like flies too, COVID. I, I don't know what to tell you here. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. Like like this is gonna be you're gonna be watching some Iowa players. Now, I think the Wild actually has had a relative run of of knock on wood. Good luck with COVID. Yeah. But true. yeah, Spurgeon out, Ericksonek out. I didn't know until you just said it now that Brodine didn't practice on Monday. I saw the blues put a few guys on, and I think that they're in the ten day protocol now. So yeah. Enjoy the enjoy the sights, the sounds, and the jerseys. Because I don't think you're going to have a lot of players playing in that mm-hmm. game, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to give you a Wolves yeah, statement. Please do, and it's going to be a question statement. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the point? Have you seen? So the, the Wolves are playing the Knicks tonight, and uh, the Celtics,
3: I believe, tomorrow. Celtics. I'm going okay. tonight.
2: Oh, okay. Well, have I you might seen? Be, what, I might
3: be playing for the Wolves. Tonight.
2: Have you seen what you're going to see? Yes. Which is a roster of guys. So so our friend Dane Moore tweeted out basically the available players. And d went on the protocol list, I think, on Christmas Day. The available players <laughs> reads like a G-Leagues who's who. I was going to go, but now I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to watch it. But this is like, what's the point? At some point in time, um, I don't know if you uh, – shorten your season or what, but unless they're going to change, and I know that football did this, and the NBA is talking about this, unless you're going to shorten the protocol for asymptomatic players who test positive or do something d- different, like you are literally providing the public with garbage.
3: Let me uh, give you the list of players that you're, you're referencing here. It, Dane tweeted this. Dane tweeted this out. Players that are available for Monday's game against the Celtics. Jordan McLaughlin, Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, Jake Lehman. Now, here we go. Ready for these names? Well,
2: And and by the way, Jake is, God bless him. Sure, he's a great human being, uh-huh. but he's no great shakes.
3: Nathan Knight, Chris yep. Silva, Rajon Tucker, uh, Liana, Leonardo Balmero will be available, and so on, Jalen Noel. But the following players that are questionable return. Now, Pat Bev and Akogi are questionable.
2: Okay, questionable, so questionable to come out of protocol by yeah. by tonight's game. You
3: know, but these teams. You know, the Wolves only might put up sixty-eight points, but maybe they'll have a little bit of a defensive front with you know Bev and Akogi and uh, McDaniel's out there. But they're without okay. Anthony Edwards, okay. Tayshawn Prince, Nas Reed, D'Lo, Carl Anthony Towns, Jared Vanderbilt, and McKinley Wright, the fourth. So yeah, woof. Right, Love.
2: but if you're paying for tickets, like at some point in time, it's uh, uh,
3: what's the point? Yeah, well, all right. You know what? I'll I'll sip the wolves' Kool Aid with MacaDeck out here. I, I'll say, bring on the Jalen Noel show. Okay, bring it. Bring on the Jalen Noel, Noel show. Let, let, let let's see what you. he does. Noble
2: of you, yeah. But my point,
3: but but I mean, have you seen? And, and like
2: this game and the Wolves roster that you're talking about is not an isolated problem. Like this is permeating the league now because so many guys are in COVID protocol. Like, this is the norm of, like, well, let's play a – Toronto, I I saw a note this morning. The Raptors had players on the team bus introducing themselves. They had never met because they have so many guys that were out. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's like, hi, I'm John. Hey, Jeff, nice to meet you. We're going to be teammates tonight. And you're calling this an NBA game. Give me my money back.
3: No, I'll, I'll say I'll say bring on the Jalen Noel show. If you need Stewie said, "Yeah, give me back my money, man. Give me my, me back money. my money. Where's my money? Mm, that's my good. Money? OJ. Where's my
2: money, dog? Yeah, where's my money, dog?
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I will say bring on the Jalen Noel show, and if they need me to sign in, I'll 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 drop a three. This is I'll the get I'll, I'll I'll dish out some assists.
2: They could literally go get people from the stands at this point. Yeah, as long as you don't test positive.
3: Yeah, that, that's also true. Um, yeah, I, I I this is my first Wolves game as a fan. I think in almost ten years. Uh, okay, so
2: so tell me this. All right. So so I don't know if, if you're paying to go or not, and you might not be. Yeah. But you're still going to go. Yeah. So tell me this. First game of 10 years. Are you not disappointed that you're not going to get anybody, really? I believe, according to Dane, Malik Beasley is the only player on the Wolves roster who makes in excess of 5 mil. Which, by the way, in this league is not that much. R- right, I know. Um, who's going to play? So are you not disappointed that you are, like like when you say, it could be the Jalen Noel show. you got to be disappointed.
3: All right, so I remember the game that I went to. This was in 2012. It was at the, I will say, from the opposing side it was great because this was at the height of Lynn Sanity. So th- this was at the height, the Knicks were in town playing the Wolves, this was in the, in the middle of Lynn Sanity. I went to
2: this game. Jer- I, I was there as well. Jeremy Lynn
3: dropped yeah. 20 points. Um, yeah. but, but all right, but here was... This Wolves team wasn't a complete disaster, but the the, the starting five for the Wolves that night was yep. Love, Rubio, yep. Peck, Luke Ridenhour, West Johnson played seventeen minutes. Uh, Michael Beasley off the bench played thirty minutes. Yep. Wayne Ellington played eleven minutes. Martell Webster logged nine and a half minutes. I don't see oh, that yeah. big of a difference. I don't see that big of a difference of this Wolves team from that other team. But but that's my but that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like
2: you should see D'Lo. You should see Cat. You should see the, you know, the current constructed roster. Ant. I love watching Ant. Mm-hmm. Ant's Ant's great to watch. Um. All right. Give give me a Christmas one b- before we close here.
3: Uh, Christmas. It was a very uh, uh g- golf themed Christmas. I got, I got, I got nice. this. I got this new jacket. That that's a nice little little quarter zip oh, up that's... for colder weather golf. Um. Yeah, I I I, I, uh, I spent it with the gal and her family on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Look at that! Yeah, yeah. I I, 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 I I was was over there with them. Had a great time. Got a lot of good stuff. Got some golf stuff. Got. got oh, you cleaned up already from them? I did. They, they I, I Santa came to town from, from from me to them. Yeah, it was great. Her mom must be really nice. I I mean, her mom likes me. I've, I've I mean, won that's over great, the mom, but I mean that's
2: good. Good for her. I've won over the that's mom. Not, that's a good. That's a
3: good mom. I mean, I'm 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 good with. I, I like to think I'm good with parents, but the the, the mom is mom is a big fan. Mom is a big fan. I mean that's
2: that's that's pretty quick to be like in on. Oh, the, you're, you're, you're still on the Christmas. Now huh?
3: you're 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 still crutching to.
2: That's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. I'm just saying to get to clean up. Like I could see one small present for you. No, I mean you're old too. I know. I know. You're I'm like almost thirty. Young. I know. I'm not. A kid. I wouldn't get
3: you that much. No, I know you wouldn't. I mean, I get you something, but I wouldn't get you a month. No, I, I, I got, I got a bunch of nice stuff. I got, got some, nice. got some cords. I got some uh, golf stuff. Got some new socks. Got to love a good, good pair of socks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I cleaned up well. I cleaned up very well. Good for you. That's awesome. And, and, All right. And, and uh, yep. well, lastly, too, if we're on the Christmas theme, because yeah. I, I will, I will uh, bow down to, and to 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 your statement and to your assessment, Don Zolgad, the Queen of the Charcuterie Board. You were That's correct. And I, oh, I and I saw she I know she she pointed out to me on Twitter the difference between last year's board and this year's board yeah. which was a little smaller with COVID Judd and Livia yeah, Judd, COVID. I should say yeah it was yeah, more, it was more of Livia Judd than it was COVID Judd, I think but that that the charcuterie board that was presented to me I thought last was year. exquisite no Don Zolgad does not mess well, around
2: it was good don't get me wrong it was good and and so she did a so, good job so was that your gal's or her mom's
3: it was my gal's. Okay, she that was it all very together. nice. Yeah, and she did but, a damn I mean, good young.
2: job. She's young. She's young. That's a very nice job. Yeah, that's very nice. But yeah, Dawn is the Dawn is the, my the absolute queen of the. I mean, I'll say this: she likes to cook, and she's she knows what she knows is she's doing. doing. She's yeah. very good. Very good. Okay, here's my last uh, Christmas theme statement. <laughs> I've got the fix for Christmas Eve.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I want to hear about
2: this. Okay, here it is. Christmas Eve day. Very chill. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Very chill. Almost too chill for a guy like me. Who's at home and the day drags on. So here's what I got for you. Okay. NBA owns Christmas day. They do a great job. I think five games is too much, but you know, nonetheless, sure. they do a good, they, they do a good job. thing.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not going to complain about, it. Mm-hmm. I think it should be like three games, but that's fine. Um, When appropriate, National Football League jumps in, does a good job, plays a few games. Christmas Eve is a blank slate. And as we go on now, and I look for more things, to like around 6 or 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve, say, oh, good, I'll plop down and watch this. It's been a chill day. I'm looking at you, Gary Bettman. I'm looking at you, National Hockey League Christmas Eve is the day for the National Hockey League Ooh. to grab hold. To grab hold, and here's my idea: two games. So I'm not gonna say like, oh, they should play five. Right. No, around no, the no, clock. No, yeah. no. yeah They should not. An early game, six p.m. Central, seven Eastern, and a late game, um, nine, or it would be nine p.m. Our time, 10. or and ten Eastern. double header marquee names marquee teams east coast game west West coast Coast game edmonton mcdavid against take your pick are the kings are the kings a worthy opponent take your pick of the of the worthy opponent on, on in the west And then let's go like Ovechkin, Crosby, Crosby. Rangers with Panarin. Anyway, what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is, what I'm saying is, let's grab Christmas Eve and let's take it and make it about hockey as well, as well as the birth of what, what we all celebrate. But let's let's take it. Just two games, marquee games that give you something to watch. On Christmas Eve.
3: What about okay? But I, I'm a big fan, and they're doing this Talk more this season. I, I like more of the matinee hockey. So I'm I'm actually more inclined oh, to put okay. a one o'clock Christmas Eve game than I am at a eight o'clock nine okay. o'clock Christmas Eve game. Because eight nine o'clock you're winding down.
0: I like, can hear you know, that. You, yeah. you, you, you might like be doing it.
3: the last presents wrapping, and I can understand the well. Then I want a game on as I'm you know right. putting all that stuff right. together. That's what I was thinking. But I I think it's better Christmas Eve day to just have that on because it, like it's a it is. People make the case Christmas Eve is greater than Christmas Day. Like I, I've heard the argument that Christmas, Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve is is it's a just bigger
2: void of Right. There, there's like this weird thing about, well, we can't have sports. It's like, well, hold on a second. You you can. Like it's not against the rules of life. You know, I can see that. I'm just saying I think hockey has and I'm not trying to say that every team should play. So like I'm not saying like all oh, the players should be playing but i think hockey has a unique opportunity here to stage a couple of really marquee games with with their new us tv partners tnt I like this. espn that would give that would give you eyeballs of people who are looking for something to watch i like this idea a a i think people this. will hate it but but you know what i'm sure there were a lot of folks who who said you shouldn't play basketball on christmas day
3: and they've and killed it and it's
2: become a tradition
3: yeah no i i, I agree with that yeah, I can get down with Christmas Eve um a little, little, little I'm Christmas fine with Eve. It all. Yeah.
2: If 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 you want to start a game at one PM, that's fine too. That's
3: yeah. Fine okay.
2: I like that. All right. I like that's it. That's my idea. That's my statement. Gary, Bill Daly, <laughs> NHL, Christmas Eve. It's your time to shine. All right, we are uh, done. I'll be back with AJ tomorrow. Correct.
3: Yeah, yeah we got we got our uh, our. Call. You're out. The, the Marco Rossi coming. Speaking of Rossi coming up, you got Marco Rossi coming. Top prospect. Marco uh, Rossi.
2: Oh, a big prospect.
3: Yeah, he's boldy and Rossi I, combined. And uh, Garren, Garin's going to have me on the trade block here. I think. In, in, in and now you're now. out
2: on Wednesday, and Phil's back in. No, on I'm out, I'm
3: back on Wednesday. I have a goofy okay. schedule this week, but I'm I'm okay. back on Wednesday, and then I'm out the rest of the week.
0: All
2: right.
0: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar